the bare necessities, the simple bare Hello and welcome to episode 46 of That's a Shame. I'm Isaac and joining me as always over there in jolly old Essex, it's Declan. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Isaac? Oh, you know, keeping on. I've just written a 500 word article about how to prune fruit trees. So <laughs> life, as they say, something is on the way up something you've always been keen to disseminate i yeah you know i've we all have our interests and i guess i never realized that just different tools you can use different ways you can essentially just chop bits of a tree i didn't realize it was such a rich vein of of artistic content is what i'm saying but you've been proven wrong well yeah it's a miracle that i only made it into 500 words rather than a whole book (laughs) but look back we are um episode 45 came out about one minute ago so <laughs> that's good sorry news that. yeah i did add a little uh apology before the episode and we also in the episode say like oh it's probably not coming out today little did we know <laughs> it would be out that it week was about three months <laughs> before it would see the light we'd recorded day. and put out seven new episodes before it was seen <laughs> <laughs> we're just working on a backlog now i recorded episode 46 this one in about may of 2016 <laughs> yeah so um but we're kind of back on schedule in theory i mean i don't want to curse it because it's not the day this is going out no. but all things being equal, Wednesday is, is the new Wednesday and Sunday, which I believe was the rejected title for what became Orange is the New Black, ultimately. <laughs> Quite an episode we have, I'd say. As you always do. I have don't know if I've said it before, but I will say it now, and I'm not afraid to point out that we've got all manner of content. We've got shame mail. We've got more 11 plus stories. We've got Proust sitting there in the wings like all those NFL players who aren't being allowed to play because they're daring to kneel. <laughs> being kept the off by their horrid rich bosses. Bastard. Do you wonder if they'd lit an effigy know, and used some tiki torches if they'd be more uh, acceptable to the American? More they palatable sound like fine people, the- may I say. <laughs> but look, enough vague political satire. It's time to dive straight in to part two. Is this is it the concluding this part? This will be, be the concluding part, I reckon, yeah. Okay, of Declan's 11 plus stories. Let's very, very quickly contextualise, recontextualise what the 11 plus is. It's uh, an entrance exam for mm-hmm. secondary school pupils who seek to go to uh, a particular brand of school called a grammar school here. Yeah. In, in the, in the Daring U- to dream above their station. I know, imagine. Social mobility... Get out. Look what it did to Oliver Twist. That's not what we're about here. <laughs> Have you read Cain and Abel? They only end Great up miserable. <laughs> Horrid. So um, I was referring, of course, to the Jeffrey Archer novel, not the biblical story. <laughs> That's not so much about social mobility. <laughs> Little insight into modern day social strata in, in the old Bible. Um, well, last week we did, um, last week, seven minutes ago, One we did... We did some some misspellings and we, we looked over some mm-hmm. of the mad things that pupils have Geography, to say about their... And Gography. Oh, yeah. Gorge Best. <laughs> so, um, and we also looked at some fun things they say about superpowers. Um, today, yes. the focus is going to be more on the odd things that children say. Okay. And the, um, the actually quite impressive things. Or okay. I suppose impressive isn't the word I'm looking for, but... The uh, staggeringly adult things that that some of them say. Mm. Are you worried that, you know, we're 46 episodes in now. Are you worried that 
there but for another three we're basically about to start doing a clip show because we've gone to like <laughs> kids say the darndest things do you think this is derivative or are you saying is it actually the case that you have a particular insight because this kids do say weird things but you don't always get to read them in exams so what what we'll do is i'll i'll go through these but over the next half hour i'll try to think of an overarching theme or reason okay, so that well, we fuck, can't be accused of just being an an audiobook of a buzzfeed article <laughs> okay i'll be scrabbling in the dark for some kind of philosophical anchor upon which to kind of base this whole <laughs> yeah. shipwreck so i i figured that before um we head into the two main categories i mentioned i i'd like to give special mention to um to one particular child for whom i had a great deal of empathy the baby jesus <laughs> taking his 11 plus at last loving your work 2017 <laughs> years old <laughs> and i always take october 10th as my day that i set aside to just give thanks you know just raise a glass pour one out for the baby jay um no this poor poor boy he he didn't I mean, semantically, technically, yes, he, he did make a mistake, but he is not <laughs> to blame for this. Okay, society's to blame. Um, on the front, as we mentioned, there are various categories to fill in. Mm-hmm. There's your name, there's the date, your candidate number, mm-hmm. there was um, your primary school, and then finally, at the bottom, there was the last one where you're supposed to put uh, where you took the test at. Fair. Sadly, this final box isn't as clear as it might be and just says test taken at colon. And my shout out goes to the poor little boy who put 9.05 a.m. (laughs) And then I love the specificity and then put a single line through it. (laughs) And then wrote the name of the school. <laughs> and clearly just been told. Someone peering over his shoulder, a little invigilator, being like, Um, you fucked up, kid. <laughs> I'm sorry. You've <laughs> I've heard of the first hurdle, haven't you? Well, you're about to hear a lot more about it as the time. It's goes about by. to hit you straight in, in the, the shin. <laughs> um so yeah, which would you like first? Would you like the uh, the odd things that kids say, or, or would you like the uh, the the cool things that kids say? I think let's start with odd because I feel like we can extrapolate more kind of uh, overarching okay. sentiments yeah. from if they're going to come out with like our existence is not a predicate <laughs> or something in their superpower. <laughs> then I feel like that'll lead us out nicely on a high. So, um, like th- these fall into like various little kind of subgenres but but mainly mm-hmm. they fall into failed attempts at a literary voice okay um, so things such as failed similes or metaphors um mm-hmm. odd uses of imagery um to to kick us off we have um the sentence that in art class we built a mammoth statue of a dragon <laughs> <laughs> that's lovely a mammoth statue of a wow. dragon that's great and it's just that you know they've clearly like so many of them have just been trained and tutored to mm-hmm. remember certain words um so words for size are, are often there you get lots of colossals and yeah. gigantics uh, or gargantuans what another wow. one that they love to throw in there and this could have clearly learnt mammoth but not 
the entirety of the word yes. mammoth. <laughs> and I just stuck it on there, thought nothing else of it. Um, in a similar vein to the person who said, uh, having ice powers would be great. Ice powers rock. <laughs> <laughs> ice powers rock would be like the slogan for when Iceman joined up with, with volcano girl or something <laughs> yeah it it feels like a failed attempt at that kind of geology rocks pun yeah <laughs> just, which itself is a very failed attempt at a anything. very <laughs> anything close to wit <laughs> um here's a, a favorite use because I, I don't know if I mentioned last time that me and, and one of the other um markers that I was working with started to invent a bit of a drinking game. That's good. They, uh, they, you inevitably get these uh, stock phrases in there. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, sapphire blue sky or Asia blue sky. They love those. Oh, really? Um, uh, describing the sun as uh, a, a great ball of fire, <laughs> like as a metaphor. The That's best rubbish. thing about that. That's the such a bad one to teach I know, everyone. Because the thing is, is that they use it as. A, as a metaphor, but, it but it's just a description. Like it literally is a great, is a huge ball of fire. Plasma ball. I know. So they always use that. Um, fast as Usain Bolt <laughs> is one. And also fast as a cheater. Okay. Um, so you get loads of those, but my favorite use of it this, um, this time was someone who said, oh, when I got in from school, I fell asleep as fast as a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> It's just such a beautifully failed use of that yeah, metaphor, like or similarly so. Like they maybe they just do know that cheaters are famously soporific, and they're just always on the edge of narcolepsy. <laughs> they they get the paperback, and they I mean, obviously they don't. This is a hypothetical. Yeah. Just let me do the bit, all right? Okay. So um, they get the paperback. No, they the don't. Bit. You're fucking lying. <laughs> Fuck you. Move just on. looking at it like with a, a cigar or something in their mouth, just like, oh, I see what I've done there. Oh, I, I mean, of course, I was referring to their popular ability to fall asleep very quickly, but I've, I've made an unintentional doublon tendre. <laughs> I love the idea that these That's kids like the are Monopoly all... Man's kid. slight, yeah, <laughs> that they're all slightly um, more Oscar Wilde than, than anyone who's ever taught them. <laughs> actually, they're just much wittier. They're doing this to, to give just, us material. Just for japes. Yeah. Speaking of the Monopoly Man, as a complete aside um, to all of this, I've been having a a mad uh, internet black hole this week of uh-huh. looking into Thomas the Tank Engine, oh. which is a fun thing to do every now and then because it it is an absolute dystopian hellscape yeah. of a of a TV show. Anything that but Ringo Starr lends his voice to, I know. Would you know that George Carlin did the American version? What's that no, about? I didn't, and I, w- I wish I didn't know that because it's not <laughs> improved my relationship with Thomas and his misdeeds. But I'm reminded of it because uh, there's a great New Yorker article about it, um, and in it they describe the fat controller as um, a man who looks like uh, Monopoly's Mr. Moneybags, but with eyes that have almost certainly seen murder. <laughs> <laughs> That's so such a perfect That's little description. Amazing. To return, however, to kids saying uh, saying silly things, mm-hmm. um, there was someone who uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is just as um, a kind of result of kids being taught to always use adjectives wherever they can, uh-huh. you know, like put something in there. Stack but them up. so many of them shoehorn one in before every single noun. Yeah, um, and so you end up with really unfortunate phrases such as 
my lovely mum's dry mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, that sounds like a confessional slam poem. That yeah, going to do about like how scathing language in how the were, home can how be. they were never loved. Yeah, it just like undermines your confidence as an adult. Emotional abuse as a child. My what was it? My lovely lovely mum's dry mouth, <laughs> which it also reminds me of uh, when. Um, I was in year eight, I think. We had mm -hmm. a uh, task for German to like do a write a description of a couple of members of your family. Yeah, and again, who has the driest sort of, mouth? You have the you have this idea that you've you've got to kind of show off. You know, that's the point of the homework. You've got to like show that you know the language and yeah. that you know the words. So again, shoehorning adjectives in in front of every single noun, um, and it's only like years later looking back at this that I realised quite how cutting my description of my mum was but I described her as having thin lips <laughs> which is such a people like, don't stand for that I know I remember That's her being like really offended at the time and just thinking well what like you know what do you want fat lips That's enough to push but anyone to that Kylie Jenner Instagram challenge do you remember that oh yeah <laughs> people were like creating a vacuum around their lips so they exploded into collagen hell that's a shame and that's my mum now she's got no face <laughs> <laughs> um and then like another per kid who referred to I, I mean I hope that this was just about how her mum's a good kind of Mary Berry-esque chef because if it's not, it's definitely about being drugged. <laughs> because she referred to the fact that she loved to eat mummy's special biscuits. <laughs> oh, no. That's like salad fingers. That's not there with, mummy's that's not there. special biscuits. That's up there with, uh, like, mummy's special Ribena. <laughs> <laughs> that In she drinks to calm down after her, after her after stories. A, after a long day. Yeah. Um, quick sidebar to discuss the... Shame that is so. The Great British Bake Off has been one of our big okay. TV exports of late. Yeah, um, and it's. I think it was on Netflix. If it isn't still, it was at least on one of the big streaming sites. But in America, when it was broadcast, it was known as the Great British Baking Show. And I just thought we could think for a moment why that might be the case. Why they might have chosen to replace Bake Off with Baking Show. Who who are they pandering well, to? The trouble with this question is that there is no answer. Mm. It's well, a singular. Well, I've been about it for years. Now. It's a singular piece of knowledge known only to the person who made that decision. I Do am you think certain it, was one man? it must have been. It can't have been signed off by more than one person. It mm. must be like the the network executive who is just like. What's this Bake Off nonsense? <laughs> yeah, it's one man who's like seventy years on Earth have somehow managed to like dodge around. He slalomed around the use of the term Bake Off in any context it could ever have come up. Like bake Off? He, what do you mean Bake he Off? He just steps onto a tube train as the doors close and someone's talking about it like off the train or he like misses a bus where someone would have shouted it out loud for like 40 years of his life and he just read it and assumed it was nonsense. Yeah. But like Cook Off, that's an American thing. Yeah. So what the fuck is it? Oh, it's very annoying. Very upsetting. Should we, should we write to them? Should we try and find out? Dear Baking Show, brackets, no. <laughs> Just like asterisk out Baking Show. <laughs> Just like we refuse to write it on principle. <laughs> it just makes the title sound so stupid, though. I know. It's like the most literalist approach to describing a programme. Like, if you called everything that, you would just have a TV guide that read, like, an encyclopedia of things it's possible to do 
BBC, <laughs> BBC, where they tell you the events of the day that happened today <laughs> at six o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will it rain or sun? Find out here. <laughs> You'll find out the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth and seventh numbers of the lottery at this particular <laughs> show. <laughs> P.S. The Thunderball. <laughs> what is the Thunderball? I don't know. Is it feels it its like... own separate thing. Yeah, it is. It's 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 just a shit lottery. You've got more of a chance to win even less money. <laughs> it sounds like the deity that kind of oversees the lottery and that all of our money is a sacrifice to. Well, like how Richard Osmond as at like Endemol was in charge of our televisions for years and then yeah. suddenly decided, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be on it too. Here I am. I want my own. The Thunderball, Thunderball. barrels in. What's this? They've got the Euro <laughs> millions. <laughs> And yet I remain <laughs> without presented by mediocre Channel Four rejects, bereft of my own prize. He has every number written on him. He has one number that, if you read it, you just see the face of God. It's and it's so him. Pure. It's just his face again. It's like looking into eight different mirrors at once. Oh, but okay. no, you're right. Anyway, back to uh, the eleven plus. Yeah, um, I mean, so kind of on this idea of. It's like kind of odd phrasings. Mm. Many of them do try their hands at metaphors. But I think that metaphor is, is so surprisingly difficult, certainly to grasp when you're younger. Yeah, the idea that you tool. describe something as something else. You know, how how are people going to be sure that yeah. you're you you know, that you're talking about the same thing? I always thought the way that they explain simile and metaphor, like the difference one is like and one is that it is the thing. It just really misleads you because well, yeah. it makes it sound very stupid in that and, context. And also like, well, the sky was a, a great big apron. Yeah. And it's why you end up with these absurdly literal ones like great ball of fire. Yeah. Um, and, and this one, perhaps the best metaphor I have ever seen um, describing, well, let's see if you can figure out what it is. Okay. Um, if I were able to fly, mm-hmm then I wouldn't ever need to get on a clunky polluter to go to other countries. <laughs> is that is that the aeroplane? That's the aeroplane, that's right. It's a, a clunky, clunky polluter. polluter. I think that sounds like a bit of beat poetry. I like thought it sounded like a, an early Dickens character. <laughs> Just heading down to old clunky polluter's place. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gave up even his quite literal names, like Mr. Smacks a Kid. Yeah. Charles, this is just lazy now, okay? Look, we published five million chapters of Great Expectations, one after the other. Nothing's happened. They're still in a swamp. No one knew where it was going, least of all you. And now you give us this bullshit. Take your clunky fucking polluter and fuck off. But that didn't happen. It's just a wonderful, like, I want to interview this kid like i want to talk to him and find out what what was the inspiration like is he attempting to put across an environmental message mm. or is it a bit like uh the birdemic guy who filled his film with like references to the environment and climate change and then afterwards refuses <laughs> to admit that it's a theme of his own movie he kind of like <laughs> roland bart himself <laughs> He killed his own author. <laughs> Suicide of Very the director bold. was a great yeah. follow-up article. <laughs> I think clunky is an interesting choice as well, because polluter is the more obvious, but clunky. Yeah. yeah. Like, planes are lots of things, but if I went on a clunky plane, I'd be... I'd get off a clunky plane straight away. Yeah. Um, that would be upsetting. Trying to see if there's any more of these... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, we've got a couple more. Um, 
someone who described, I don't know if I mentioned this one last week, but I'll say it again anyway, who described Coke as being black, but with highlights of brown. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The most. That person's got a very long career in marketing. It's the most depressing description of any liquid you could ever hope (laughs) never to drink. I'm sorry, um, waiter, this. I asked for highlights of brown. It does. It does feel a bit like a concession, doesn't it? Uh, would you like a Coke? Or oh, what colour is it? It's black. Oh, that doesn't sound very good. Oh no, but... no, but no. There's, there, there's highlights of brown. <laughs> oh well, sign me up. <laughs> it's like an estate agent trying to make you buy a cupboard. But it's like, well, it's um, it's small, but there's you know, there's a dream of space. Like it has the memory of expansion. It's small, but there's the highlight of it having no doors. <laughs> yeah. In a way, it's a win-win. Um, then, I mean, this this is kind of weird, but bordering on the the really troublesome. Mm-hmm. Um, described going to the sea, the seaside. This is another. This is like one of Alan's video titles, right? Okay. You know the the, the mad Clean journey. Search, Alan. Yeah, the the mad journey that we go on, where we get from thumb war to blowjob in seven words. Yeah, this is a bit like that. Okay, right. They just said that they went to the beach and I jumped in the salty sea. It tasted like feet. Uh. Wait, which was great. Oh, <laughs> I hate this child. Isn't that the, That's mad- the worst thing I've ever heard? The salty sea tasted like feet, which was great. That's so upsetting. Why does this child so like licking feet? <laughs> Why do they like licking feet? Why do they know what Imagine feet taste like? Imagine having such a prismatic like, grasp of your own fetishes <laughs> at the tender age of 11. How, like I this... think I knew what a woman was. <laughs> <laughs> to Isaac, we're all and the was, same androgynous yeah. blob. <laughs> I was in a single parent, just my mum family. I thought she was just a big robot that taught me where school was. He has this strange disability <laughs> where he sees everyone as the same amorphous androgynous <laughs> shadow. I had previously, like maybe not that many years before, been grappling with that thing that I think is quite common. And I'd be surprised if it doesn't come up in the writing of children of about this age, where you kind you first sort of realise your own theory of mind. And then the kind of counterpoint to that is like, well, if other people have minds, like, how do I know that they're not all just the same one? And you start thinking that everyone else is like a robot who's programmed to kind of appear that they're people in your life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Isaac. <laughs> Isaac. Don't go saying Isaac. that's not common. Isaac. Isaac. <laughs> I, I have marked in the last two years, in the last two years, I have marked thousands upon <laughs> thousands of pieces of continuous writing from children. I have also spent wavelength. a year in classrooms with them and not a single one of them has ever, ever even dared to approach a dream, <laughs> a wisp, a shadow of that horrid concept, which That's you detailed. They're not going to tell you. Which you, you detailed as something that not only you came across as very young, but that you decided everyone surely came across that very I young. Think they do. As if it's like to relive your own fantasy that everyone has the same mind. You've given everyone the same mad mind as you. <laughs> You are an absolutely deeply troubled individual. Super sane. 
I next. I am cer- like I I am certain that in years to come, my association <laughs> with you is going to be so damaging <laughs> to my reputation, and 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 people will be like. Like you, you were his friend for for thirty years, and and at least twice a month he told you what a fucking nutcase he was, and you didn't report it to anyone. Look, I am the rising tide that lifts all nearby ships to another plane of, of thought. And if you're that sounds one like of you're describing men, that sounds like you're describing your own rapture. <laughs> well, I didn't say it wasn't on the cards. I've seen enough occult crimes to know what can happen with a few well-placed shotguns. The children of thunder shall rise again. <laughs> or one of them. The last of these will move on to uh, okay. to a slightly nicer brand of madness than your own <laughs> corruptive <laughs> re- revelations style <laughs> um, psychosis. So uh, the last of the sort of odd things that, that kids say um, is that uh, there was one boy who spoke. He he just wanted the ability to turn into a bird. No other animal, just a bird. Right. Just, his superpower was that he wanted to be a bird, essentially. Um, and <laughs> he must look at birds with such envy. Longing. <laughs> you fucking won the lottery of life, you little winged pricks. <laughs> he, was, he said that I will become a, like a bird superhero and all the people will look up to me and they'll call me sky high and all the birds will look up to me as well and they will call me buck buck in their own language <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that that is not real the thing about this That's is that an adult the thing about this is that this kid has clearly spent a long long that time thinking about this previously length manifesto this person has and they birds, shall call unto dead me birds buck, buck. <laughs> birds strung up like bunting around his own bedroom buck buck bringer of the nest he, he's already like Retainer of egg. already scrawled it into his own skin with a compass yeah oh dear he, i bet he goes home and just staples bird beaks to his own mouth his own dry mouth it starts practicing his squawks. He comes home, like if his mum has cooked chicken, he just screams constantly for one <laughs> hour. <laughs> it's like, but then he has to eat it to honour every part. Uh, yeah, of the bed. Like he's like, he yeah. has to go to the manufacturer and find the feet. <laughs> <laughs> Salty and great, like the sea. <laughs> like, just like all feet. Imagine having thought so much about being a because it's not just that he wanted to be a bird you really understood that he wants to be a bird god yeah so he wants all people to look up to him so he's like a fucking a, a human deity but then also a bird deity like it's it seems like his thrust is to bring together the israel palestine dispute his bird and man <laughs> through homeopathic bird medicine buck, buck. <laughs> fucking that is mad like that's worthy it's, it's, of it's very it's very red dragon again isn't it really upsetting um I, I i meant to say um that i spoke to everyone's favorite friend and colleague mark about oh, these yeah. uh, at the pub the other day and um when i mentioned the the child from last week who said he wanted the superpower of running uh <laughs> mark, mark made a good point he he brought up the same idea as you he's like well maybe they were in a wheelchair and, and then he went but, just very slow. but even then it's not a superpower <laughs> It's just, <laughs> just re- yeah, it's just true, redressing actually. a balance. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't thought of that. It's, I mean, whichever way you put it, it's dreaming small. <laughs> I can only assume it was a different species that took this test. It was like a turl, <laughs> a dolphin. <or> <laughs> um. 
So we move on to my favourite and the final category of this, which is the sort of staggeringly adult things that sometimes mm-hmm. kids say, or not necessarily adult, but like self-aware in yeah. some sense. Um, it's creepy when a child recognises its own childhood, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, or or where they Disarm. or where they recognise kind of that writing is somehow a sort of an inherently adult thing to do, or that it's like a huge part of adult life, and they feel. They feel quite grown up when they get to write continuously. And so they, they mm. go for a, a very adult voice sometimes. Um, and so you get these wonderful moments where a 10-year-old child is writing about something and they start their sentence with, I'll be honest. <laughs> or they say that like something that they wanted is to die for. And mm. it's just these sort of glimpses of the, of the, the angsty teenager and then the... Yeah. Uh, the grown person that, that that is trapped inside trying to get out, as I'm sure you would describe it, in your mad mm. mind prison. <laughs> the chokey of a corpse. That wow, great. <laughs> Writing that one down <laughs> for the old police. <laughs> um, so there was a, a kid who got very overexcited by uh, the idea of having a superpower. But then I don't know if it was on reading it back to himself or if it was just an immediate response but he he suddenly seemed to be crushed by the the depressing realities of of life mm-hmm. it was like even if i have a superpower i'm still marching towards my own heat death yeah well there were there were actually two like this one who i really uh commended for the, for the absolute brutal honesty of it which was they ended it by saying uh, i'll be honest i'll probably get bored of this power after a week and give it up <laughs> <laughs> which i was like tick wow. full marks <laughs> that's the ennui of the millennial yeah. right there. but there was another kid who wrote it would be so cool to have i can't remember which which it was fire powers i wish this were true exclamation mark and then had crossed out the exclamation mark put a comma and written and possible <laughs> oh, wow. there was such like sadness in those final that's two crushing. words in those like moments, like the the crossing out tells a story of a, a few yeah. moments that elapsed where like that kid grew up. They reflected on that and thought, "I can't become a footballer yeah. or a, like a pop star. I'm going to be an accountant." Or something. <laughs> it's it's like that. And, it's, it's, it's that bit in the in the film where you see someone type out the text and then hover over send and then delete it all, and you realise then mm. they're always going to keep this information to themselves that they've they've been crushed by this. Yeah. That's his yes. days of dreaming done. Yeah, Sad. Poor guy. One kid, again, who I, I really commended for the honesty was he He was one of the ones who took the reset. So they had mm-hmm. slightly different questions, one of which was to describe their favourite drink, I think, as I mentioned. And, um, Fucking boring. Well, that's, that was this kid's point. He wrote about how he loved Coke. And then he said, um, he went, honestly, there's not... Uh, that much more to say about this but i need a few more sentences so i'm just going to tell you to go and drink coke do it go and drink some coke <laughs> in the year that he's reset coke is in the pocket of big soft drinks i know he's getting bubbly treats on retainer for every advert he can sneak into a public exam some of them were like some of the the responses to that question proved the unstoppable power of advertising because so mm-hmm. many of them were like they read like advert scripts. You'll love the fizzy taste of Fanta. The you know the most. Tr- oh, no. It was absolutely like that's grim. I know it was really sad. Also, 
I like I I I realize that I do have a an overarching point and it leads on quite nicely from this section. So <gasps> hold hold Goodness. your breath for that one. That's exciting indeed. Um <clears throat> let's see. I think we've only got a couple more to go though. Oh, so let's see we've got Yes. All right. Are you ready? We've got I'm final ready. 3. In at 3. Mm-hmm. There was the child who said very upfront that he wanted to have telekinesis but in much a similar vein to us he wanted it just to do very small pranks on people Mm -hmm. the uh you know the moving the chair a half an inch the knocking the letterbox that we discussed exactly the uh like opening someone's computer disc tray or something without like Mm -hmm. every two minutes and he literally said that he wanted this power because it would be fun tricking the gullible. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ooh. I could not tick that. What an enough. amazing thing to think at the age of 11. It's such a Machiavellian wow. sort of tricking acknowledgement that he, he feels as though, much like yourself, he's on a different plane. He's yeah. the absolute buck buck of, of, uh, of this the This could be like that world. episode of um, Always Sunny in the most recent series, though, where Dennis Reynolds meets that little girl at a water Yeah, exactly. Like his <laughs> but then turns out to just fucking... I'm going to introduce you to this kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be so deeply <laughs> suspicious of him. He'll, like, mug you and then just run away yeah. and post it online <laughs> to mock you. Um, Horrible. In at number two, <laughs> we have someone perhaps the most cynical child <laughs> that I've ever encountered, mm-hmm. certainly at 10 years old. He said, my favourite subject is art. Because with art, there's no right and no wrong. You could draw a galaxy scribble and still get applauded for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. That to me reads a bit like uh, someone in his family's gone on a big rant about why art is bullshit he's like you could draw a fucking galaxy scribble and get away with it his dad's one of these people who looks at pop art and is like fuck it's not real art though is it's not real Anyone art could do that <clears throat> shark in formaldehyde i've got a 10 in the look boot. at this fucking what what we need is the hay wayne that's real art Boring pastoral <laughs> pictures that are photorealistic. That's what I want. I want a photograph, but I want it in paint. Right? I don't want none of your none of your conceptual. I don't want to have to think. None of your shapes. Look and see. I want to see. I want to come down every morning and know that I'm going to feel exactly the same apathy looking at that <laughs> fucking cart full of hay. That's what I want. <laughs> There it is. Well, we've got this kid sussed out. Yeah. I hope that that is a direct quote from his dad that's just stuck with him and yeah. he's decided to chuck it in there. Because if so, it's fucking genius. A galaxy scribble is, is the perfect summation of like the failings of modern <laughs> it's a art. a weird choice. Um, and then in at number one, <clears throat> the, the best thing that I, I have ever read from a child of this age, mm-hmm. just for... For so many reasons, for the specificity, for the uh, the really personal voice that comes through in the writing, for mm-hmm. um, the real world grounding of their of their own writing, um, mm-hmm. it's this is like this is Joycean in its hyper realism, you know, um, oh, no. in the specificity with which it paints. 
the world that this person is trying to convey. Mm-hmm. And what was this in response to? This was in response to the favourite part of the school day. Okay. <clears throat> My favourite part of the school day is art. They go on to describe why they love art. All of the various different techniques that you can use and the different types of art that you can create. Talking about the various colours, the moods that they can elicit both from the artist and from the audience. Mm. They really lull you in. They, they, they draw you into the world of art. And, and I'll be honest, they, they, they make you agree. I was thinking, I was going with all the people who said lunch as my favourite part mm. of the school day. But I, I was ready to, to turn. I was ready to, to change my mind and be on board the art train. Convincing. And I think that this child knew that <clears throat> because they finished their piece with a little aside that went thus. As you can see, I'm a huge art buff. And if reading this has made you one too, then you might want to go and buy yourself an art kit. Brackets. <clears throat> Only 10.99 in the works. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's amazing. It's That's someone who is so aware of their own persuasive powers yep. and is already using them. <laughs> To direct people to their own will. For marketing. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. I was crying in the room. I just, I could <laughs> not, not, just imagining this kid sat there like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll let them know. I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy with my, uh, with my art set from the works. I'm going <laughs> to, I fully recommend it. This kid is, is that person who <clears throat> actually goes on TripAdvisor after they've been anywhere and leaves <laughs> a like fully fledged review. This kid has a 25% stake in every 1099 art kit sold by the works. This kid is the, the one... A shop that sells everything. <laughs> this, this kid is the and one nothing. who... Uh, they fill out all the optional questionnaires to, yeah. to give you the feedback. Like, even if they know they're getting nothing in return. This kid is probably part of the demographic that gave us baking show in a focus group. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Some people, they won't know what a bake-off is. So on balance, my vote goes for baking show. Actually... That's amazing, uh, this- though. This has actually just reminded me, speaking of those like surveys and questionnaires, of do you remember when we when we went to Alton Towers? I know it got slightly mm. overshadowed by nearly being murdered. Oh yeah, it did rather. But um we went to the, the roller coaster restaurant where your food arrives <laughs> on a little like rails throughout the, even throughout the entire it. restaurant. We might have to we might have to go it back and do that. It was it did a loop the loop, it, guys. All of your food and drinks did a little loop the loop. And then came to you on little wheels through rails. It was incredible. It was worth the extortionately inflated prices that they charged (laughs) for very mediocre food. But when we left, there was a little touchscreen pad that was like, Mm -hmm. oh, just fill out our questionnaire. Like literally at the the door, the exit. Um, And normally that's one of those, uh, it's just sort of four smiley faces, isn't it? You know, how was your service today? Like you give to a psychopath to see if they understand emotion. That's the one they tell me means sadness. Yeah. (laughs) We, so we like filled, we sort of pressed the first two and then we were like, uh, okay, yep. And then we filled in another and another and we were there for about 20 seconds and we'd answered maybe eight questions and we we're like, oh, this, hopefully this is over soon. We looked at the bottom, yeah. there was a little progress <laughs> bar that said we were 11% of the way through. Like, who ever has <laughs> like, well, time to know this questionnaire? But B, if you do, how does anyone else leave the restaurant? Like, this is just the one door out. <laughs> Imagine having like 25 minutes worth of opinions about the roller coaster <laughs> restaurant. 
Like mine have already been summarised. I already have run out of things. <laughs> food, to did say. The, food did food a loop. was mediocre. The delivery was hilarious. That was it. What else am I going to add? Isaac's <laughs> Isaac's feedback get rid of the rails and cook better food. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, have you heard of waiters? Okay, <laughs> nice gimmick, guys. But what about the taste? <laughs> yeah, I I would never bother with anything of the sort. Um, well, I think that's a very solid conclusion to the eleven plus. Are you likely to be doing it again next year? We could make this our first so. annual feature. I hope so. Well, I think Thought Park's going to be our first annual feature, isn't it? Wow. We game. Oh, yeah, of course. We might as well. <laughs> we are- Check <laughs> on the well. old ugly status. What's that? Make sure All reports make- coming in still fuck ugly. Still make sure that it's... Park. What's that? Still unpainted. <laughs> still loose I'm- narratives hung around I hope- decrepit rides. I hope that I get to do it again next year. I think that I, I will if I can. I think it's a good um, the, source of something. The overarching thought that I kind of had about it, though, mm. um, is that it is slightly depressing um, reading some of their stuff. Um, because even when they're being particularly like adult in their phrasing or, or self-aware, um, mm. there is, it seems, and I know this is, I'm sure this is something that is traditional to say as as you get older but there does seem to be an increasing cynicism (laughs) among children um but what actually depressed me more is that so many of them are um already thinking in such capitalist money-centric like mindsets Mm. so many of them wanted superpowers so that they could get a job Oh no! Uh, or they want. Imagine that to be having able... to be a superpower. I know. Like genuinely, they were like, "I could easily get a job." Or like, my superpower is universal could... basic income. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, Mine's collective you. farming. <laughs> <laughs> like so many of them wanted superpowers um, because if I could fly, we wouldn't need the car, so we wouldn't have to pay road tax. Oh, like genuinely, God. so many of them thinking in terms of already taxes and and in terms of uh, like jobs and wages and professions and it's like already stuck in this mindset of if you're going to have a thought it has to be about the real world yeah. and it has to be pragmatic which sad. uh, is saddening but it kind of thankfully gets drowned out a bit under the hilarity of the tsunami of nonsense <laughs> that is everyone else's <laughs> responses to uh, to the question but I think that we should. So I guess we need the balance. Yeah, but I think that we should. In, we should still be encouraging kids to be uh, to be kids, shouldn't we? Well, look, I think if our podcast stands for anything, it's for the both the promotion of and propagation and derision, of <laughs> yeah, and propagation of nonsense in all its forms. Like yeah. we're perfectly happy to to get down with some kid who wants to talk about the great ball of fire that is the sun. The Earth was like a great big planet. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> the like trees we, were like growths that had sprouted and grown over hundreds woody, of years. Like a giant plant. <laughs> Dead. Calcified, but not calcium, more like wood. That year on year would shed their leaves and, and then grow them again. <laughs> wow, what a specific insight you have there into <laughs> horticulture. That's like my article about pruning trees. And with that, full circle have we come. Um, we should go on to email, but also I have to go. So I suggest we do email tomorrow. Yes, that sounds good. Cool. <clears throat> I'm going to head off immediately. Oh, I see. 
I thought I the show's thought, ended. I, I, I see you. Bye. You're preparing to do a segment tomorrow. I thought that was yeah. just the most sudden end to an episode ever. You're just like, that's it. I'm 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 leaving. <laughs> I'm out. I can't. I'm, I'm not. Was I'm the not last taking one. this anymore. For the, you know, I didn't. I didn't know it down. going into 45, but 46 is the limit. <laughs> it is the last sealed. The deal. 45 Look, minutes and this- I'm. Out. 10.99 art kits at the work, so do me better <laughs> I'll come home, do a fucking galaxy scribble and take my applause. <laughs> so, I think it's time, don't you, for our uh, our regular Ooh. feature. High in Which demand, one? high in Which supply. Which one? so many. No, no, the only one. Oh, yes. That's right, it's Shame Mail. What a name. Now, you know, now, do you remember the day we came out with Shame I've just realised that Sondheim would have had a go at me there, because I only had the one M. Oh yeah, he doesn't like shame. Emission, shame, mail, shame, mail, mail. Sorry, yeah. guys, we hold ourselves That's to a higher standard than that. Yeah, if Steve wasn't going to like it, then we have to cut the whole show. <laughs> That's just how we work. But look, we've had. Um, quite the selection of emails this week and that's you know that's what we aim for tas at shame.city tas that is at shame.city is the way to get in touch who has been in touch this week well i believe that you have up uh, an email from the wonderful mark stratfold i do here he is now the subject is either secretions or no it's only secretions <laughs> that is very much the thrust <laughs> of the email if you remember Isaac and Declan, correct, host ordering. I was supposed to hear... No, I can't fucking read today. I was surprised to hear your discussion with regards to the lip... Oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Look, it's been a difficult day for me. You were me. just telling me sh- how you, you know, life was getting better for you in terms of eating. You were... Yeah, you were, it doesn't take me hours anymore. You were less afraid of choking to death. Yeah. And now... I mean, it's still a fear. But a rational fear. No, but we'll, well, move. I, well, I mean, it literally is a rational fear. Well, no, if you're not afraid of choking to death, no, you're but not human. You choke. Being afraid every time you open your mouth to put something in it of choking to death is somewhat <laughs> irrational. Anything. Different foods have a different chokeability factor, and if you want, and to you see have them in a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> Any listeners? I've been compiling it since birth, <laughs> <laughs> since that first apple was lodged into my throat at the age of about six, sitting in a primary school. I remember it very well. My mum used to cut up the apple for me, right, because I didn't like the peel. Hope you're not going about to blame this. Being a doting more. mother, no, no, okay, I'm not. Good. But being a doting mother, she'd provide it in a little Tupperware box, a cut-up apple. And there I was, just eating it, and all of a sudden, lodged, stuck, a bolus, just at one with my very esophagus. And I thought, well, this is my childhood over. And it was, in many ways. <laughs> anyway, Mark's emailed. Isaac and Declan, I was surprised to hear your discussion with regards to the... Li- <laughs> <laughs> right, am I going to have to read this email? No, I can do No, it. I, I don't believe do that you can. I- just the other day, I had to read out like 300 pages of a play in front of people. And I'd managed, I'd made no mistakes. And now this is my Everest. Isaac and Declan. I, says Mark, was surprised to hear your discussion. Now I'm just panicking about this <laughs> sentence. And with regards to the 11 plus, there we go. I thought it had become extinct many years ago. I did have to take it and did, in fact, manage to pass it. This is unlike my O-level English language, which I went on to fail three times. We should just say that reading your emails, you wouldn't be able to tell that. 
very very eloquent just goes to show that standardized examinations are total bullshit (laughs) yes that's it Knowing your propensity for homing in on grammatical or spelling errors, which is really out the window and I can't even speak, this does lead me to proofread my emails to yourselves prior to sending. No bad thing. It was interesting to hear your misread and ensuing discussion of the word secreted or secreted. I had to go online to check my use of the word. How can one word mean both the production of saliva and the concealing of something? Also, why can't the process of concealing something be an act of secretion? That's horrid. Yes, that is upsetting. Um, How? Yeah, I mean, it's nonsense. My father, (laughs) who was a teacher, glad we sold that one, used to mark O-levels during the summer holidays. I always remember having to be absolutely quiet in the house. At the end of the day, he would often show us some of the more amusing answers, even after all of these years... (laughs) I remember Fucking some. Isaac, <laughs> so, are you going to have to I take a break? You've had a whole day to prepare for this. I know, but I've just eaten party rings all day. I'm really amped. One who had only written his name on the paper and in fact had managed to misspell that. Another who had written a long essay asking for a pass grade as his father had paid lots of money for additional tuition and had told him if he failed, then his allowance would be stopped. Unfortunately, this had no relevance on the questions asked. <laughs> Thank you for That's that, That's a great Mark. end to that story. It is, isn't it? Imagine going through the effort of writing out a whole essay about, like, a plea. It's a real gambit, isn't it? Isaac, I've started secreting blood, so I'm just yeah. going to run to get something. I'll be back in a second. What's that happened? <laughs> well, while Declan's gone, let's try and you and me listen and brainstorm some reasons. Given that he's just sitting still in his room... How? It's a bit like an Agatha Christie. If Poirot walked in now and he found that Declan was bled out all over the floor of his like dining room, no one had come in, because we'd have heard that. No one's set up anything in advance, I don't think, because I've been speaking to him for like 10 minutes before. So it's anyone's guess. I'm going to go with mishandling a beer bottle, maybe an errant stapler just sort of fell onto his leg, or maybe pre-existing wound that he bashed hello hello so what happened <laughs> i uh i had a scab on my leg and <gasps> pulled my like chair in and ripped that it was off. my final guess i had a little game while you were away where me and the future listener tried to guess what was the cause of your wound like right. we were detectives and my third guess was a pre-existing injury that you'd bashed somehow <laughs> what were guesses one and two um, the first one was mishandling a beer bottle. That will, <laughs> that doesn't, you know, reflect too well on me. That that was. <laughs> he died how he lived, <laughs> mishandling <laughs> liquor, dicking around with the booze. <laughs> um, okay, so we've had another email. We have indeed. It's from our good pal Kevin. Do you have it up ready to read, I or do should I have it give it a taste? We're all ready to go with kevin after you the subject was uh airbnb which i'll be honest brought back Mm -hmm. some uh some horrid memories i fell i collapsed into the fetal position as soon as i saw the notification but it seems that kevin uh, has found an article on the ever reputable msn.com they're still going guys don't i know it's good isn't it don't go thinking they've uh, paled into technological obscurity they are soldiering no one reading them. nope not a soul just kevin (laughs) yeah <laughs> <laughs> just kevin and now me um that's great 
Kevin says, guys, I wonder if this person is related to Joe slash Angela. I like that our listenership has really come round to the idea that they are one and the same, <laughs> that they are inextricably... Yeah, they're two sides of the same murderous coin. Yes, the same mm. murderous cross-dressing. <laughs> Absolute yep. lunatic. And then we have a link to... Uh, to this MSN article, the headline of which is Couple mm-hmm. staying in Airbnb spot something odd about smoke detector and make terrifying discovery. Pithy is what I say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see why MSN isn't <laughs> on top of their this game. It's only posted by Steve Robson. That's a fake name. Nobody's called that. 15 oh, really? hours ago. So this is, this so this is, is pretty news. much hot off yeah. the press. Um, there's a picture cool. accompanying the article, which I'm sure we'll share. Uh, it is horror. If ever you thought, if if you were mm. asked, if you were read that headline and asked to picture who might be involved, this is the first face that would come to mind. And yeah. s- he's even doing an expression that's like <laughs> pleased with himself. It's sort of pouty. Yeah. So horrible. A couple staying at an Airbnb called police after finding cameras and microphones hidden in two smoke detectors. Derek yeah. Starnes and his wife, were renting a holiday home in Longboat Key, Florida, when they made the horrifying discovery. Police said Mr. Starnes... That's not a name. Police said Mr. Starnes spotted an, quote, odd black dot on the smoke detector directly above the bed in the master bedroom. Makes it sound like there were loads of black dots that he just... Yeah, that's that's just normal. Run-of-the-mill Why wouldn't you have a black dot there? Yeah. And decided to take a closer look. He realised it was a camera lens and found the recording equipment inside when he opened it up. Now, obviously, that seems like two crimes in one because there surely isn't enough room for camera equipment and a smoke alarm inside there. Oh, so you're saying he's not only a horrible pervert, he's, he's also negligent of fire of safety laws, yeah. Yeah, and, that's and very true. And is that not the worst crime? The same apparatus was inside another detector in the living room. The couple from wow. Indiana called police and the Airbnb owner, Wayne Nat. Oh dear. Wayne Nat. Has been charged with video voyeurism. What a nice alliterative yeah. crime. That's a horrible name for Police crime. have confiscated his computer equipment and found videos dating Good. back as far as 2008. This is a long time. Now con. this is the sentence that I, I have been looking forward to reading because I mm. love nothing more than defences which seem in themselves to be even more incriminating. (laughs) Nat apparently told police the cameras were only for his own personal use when he hosted sex parties and weren't activated when guests were staying. (laughs) Oh, that's fine. Yeah. That's all right then, isn't it? Even in that, the the use of the phrase personal use implies that the people taking part in the sex party don't know either. So it's just admitted to recording even more illicit material. I have never been more certain that someone named Wayne Nat could not, would not, has not ever been involved in anything that could reasonably be described as a sex party. Being called Wayne Nat just precludes you from such activities. I've also never been more certain that the cameras were indeed activated when guests were staying. (laughs) But even though Wayne said... I know that Wayne said that they weren't, but I feel as though Wayne's Hmm. reputation um, is somewhat tarred by this this whole event. Well, I guess. Um, 
But police confirmed they were operated remotely, <laughs> is the next sentence as oh, well. Oh, we solved that. <laughs> solved that lead. Great. I love that MSN, like, had no time for suspense. <laughs> it was the next sentence. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just get rid of it. Not even, like, a, a break with a photo or something. Nope. Our question is, if people are aware the cameras are there, why are they hidden in smoke alarms? And his answer was, for a better angle, said Lieutenant Robert Bork. <laughs> Fucking hell. These people are not real. This is a fiction. This is a fantasy. Bork spelt like talk as well, but with a B. Oh, no. <laughs> for a better angle. You know when you're like trying to take a photograph... Uh, of like a family yeah, photograph keep a smoke machine on you me just uh, you know you try in front and then you you turn people around so that they're facing the light so you can catch their faces and and then you just look up to the ceiling and you think oh, what if it was behind a little grate of this Only smoke detector specifically inside this beeping little I'm circle sure, of smoke i'm love. sure that that's where the, the, all the best images are taken yeah um, the officer said he is concerned many more people may be victims of Nat's voyeurism and asked anyone who is worried to come forward. Well, that's us. I'm worried. I'm, I'm just <laughs> deeply, by default, yeah. deeply troubled. <laughs> I don't like the idea that he's, um, I guess that's the crime though, isn't it? Because it's his like personal violation because he can just get off on going around looking at anyone. Yeah. And I don't like that he can do that. He could just walk down the street getting off on just making eye contact with anyone just seeing people through glass doesn't matter what they're I doing hope the whole of florida turns him in says that they've been <laughs> yeah it's like uh like spartacus <laughs> yeah, i'm spartacus. spartacus i'm spartacus and so is my wife <laughs> i suspect there are other victims it's just a matter of identifying them or not said, uh, said or Lieutenant not. Borg. <laughs> why is that an option wfla <laughs> Said Lieutenant Bork, running home for a nap after a busy one said, hour at the office. Said Lieutenant Bork, checking his watch. <laughs> Who knows what it's been used for? Well, we all know what it's well, been used me. for. Certain. <laughs> First of all, Wayne Nat told filming. you. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mr. Starnes said he and his wife had been left, quote, distressed by what happened. He said he is certain the camera captured him naked before he realised it was there. I love that he's. I love that he's told this to the police. He's like, well, I'm certain about something. I'm certain it captured me naked before he realised it was there. A really good Indiana accent. (laughs) I forgot he's from Indiana. I was being a little farmer. An Airbnb spokesman told the channel, "We are." outraged at the reports of what happened as soon as we were made so here's 25 dollars <laughs> fucking and we'll leap and bastard. we'll tell you we're cutting them off but we won't <laughs> yeah i bet his place is we are outraged at the, at the reports of what happened as soon as we were made aware we permanently banned this individual from our community no. and fully supported the affected guests our team has reached out to local law enforcement to aid them with their investigation of this egregious offense and we hope justice is served but you know if not that's no biggie. <laughs> if not, I mean, as long as it goes down to like 17 quid a night. <laughs> we take privacy issues extremely seriously. Well, maybe they'd like to hear about me being in pants, having oh, the bedding ripped off of me. how little they want to hear it. And, and have a zero this. tolerance policy against this behaviour. That mm. is a lie. Horrible. Well, thank you for uh, letting us know, though, Kevin. It's good... Good to know that Joe is part of an international conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. And his kind of horrible hosting antics. I bet there's a sub forum somewhere where they all go on and talk about how they've terrorised guests this week. There was a there's a, a like a, a related article apparently. The headline of the, the picture for it is just um, 
a freckly red-haired girl with like frizzy red yep. hair um, staring out at the camera. And the headline is, did you take out a mortgage between 1988 and 2011? Oh, yeah. That's related. Hell of a bit of news reporting. None of that is related. That's not related to this story. That headline's not related to the picture. (laughs) All these three things are about as divorced as they possibly could be. generated by that robot that drowned itself. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Kevin ends his email with, also, please go back to twice a week. Even thrice would be nice. Thrice would be nice. It's got to be a feature. That's a, of that's a mug, feature. Emily, if you're listening. Yeah, again, put it on a mug. <laughs> um, there may be some news on on scheduling upcoming in the next couple of weeks, so keep your eyes to the sky, and uh, and we'll let you know. I think you should. We stop should wrap to up. Force these phrases. Up. That's already a very famous phrase. <laughs> keep your eyes to the skies. That's what people say about aliens, isn't it? Is, um, Isn't it? Is that was that relevant to the discussion about scheduling podcasts? In a way, because it just means keep an eye out, but oh, it's right. a sort of uh, specific vaguely alien extraterrestrial. Way, so. <laughs> yeah, I like to always hint at you know something. And if they do arrive, I'll be like, "Well, I called it episode forty-six. <laughs> I go back and listen." It sounded like I was just saying keep an eye out for an email, but what I meant was uh, they're coming. Extraterrestrial I'm take you first <laughs> invasion of the body snatchers imminent. <laughs> yeah, I just coded in my delivery um if you the listener not you declan because this would be a total waste of your time (laughs) but if anyone else would like to get in touch with me with declan with the very concept of the show there are myriad ways to do so we've made it so easy that you can basically do it with your eyes closed in fact you can do it just by asking siri as i'm gonna try and do now hey siri tweet at that's a shame cast Love the show. My web search turned on. <laughs> See? Easy, guys. I was, Anyone can do I was, it. I was really gonna, hoping that um, you were logged in as That's a Shame cast and just so the account <laughs> tweets it to itself. No, when I started that, I was 95% sure that it would not work. So I was quite happy to, to give it a go. Um, but look, there are so many ways. Let's barrel through just a few of them now. How how would you go about getting in touch? You could do it by the website. The the Hell wonderful, colourful, well designed, mm, frequently updated Shame Constantly. City. Shame dot city. Yeah. Sorry. It's I, one of the great I, domains, isn't I it? I had to like catch my breath after the dot, which made it sound far more dramatic than ever it was. Shame. Shame <gasps> dot. dot. You'll never guess. You thought it was going to be a colon, didn't you? Well, <laughs> Have you heard of the full stop? Shame.town. Oh, no. None of that. We were going to be shame.life or something for a bit, weren't we? Then we gave up on that. <sighs> Dreadful. Dreadful bit of It's not even town-based. Rubbish. Shame.city is the place to be. There's a contact form there. You type in your message and all that, and it wings its way straight into our lives, and we'll read it I'm out. potentially straight back out again, depending on That's, what Gmail you know, feels like. Yeah, we, we follow its moods, uh, temperamental though they might be. Twitter, what about that? Uh, they can find the show, as you mentioned earlier, at That's A Shame Cast. Um, I would probably do it with, you know, your fingers and thumbs rather than relying on Siri. Bless her. She's not... Yeah, uh, she tries. She's not well. Or he. Uh, is your Siri male? Uh, I don't know. I think so. Mm. Mine's not. I don't know why. I'll, I'm going to change it. <laughs> I want mine to be an androgynous kind of robotic voice. I want mine to be Microsoft Sound. I'm going to try and rename mine Bigsby. Bigsby. <laughs> what a dreadful name that is. That is, is it Samsung? Yeah, I think Siri? it is the Samsung. It's called Bixby, guys. Just think about that. That is a shame. Archetypal shame. 
Um, Take also, that away until next week. <laughs> yeah, just dwell on that. I'm not, I haven't got any material on it. That's just something for you to think about in your own heads. <laughs> it's just something that I'm constantly angry about. Yeah, whenever it comes back into my life, it just infuriates me briefly. Declan. Obviously, you can find us individually yeah. at Cynical Declan. That's my yeah, one, well, in case you, uh, in case you haven't guessed. Uh, you can also find Isaac at Isaac BD. Yeah. Of course, you know, there are other ways that you can. Um, reach out to us in in in, in the intervening period should i give out your phone number perhaps uh no that's not what i was thinking Uh, (laughs) thanks for that i get enough unsolicited calls from nigel from the labor party to keep me going hello it's nigel from your audience I've got to talk to you about this bi-weekly bullshit i need to talk to you about bixby (laughs) go away nigel um no, I was thinking that maybe if our listeners were feeling particularly generous, and certainly if any of them were interested uh-huh. in uh, a return to bi-weekly scheduling, um, I mean, they could always leave us um, leave us a little review. Oh, I'd forgotten entirely about the whole concept of Couldn't the review. They? So, shame.city slash review, or reviews. I love that you haven't bothered to find out which <laughs> here's the, in the, the sad in the part five weeks that i have several times and i just forget <laughs> so quickly it's such a boring thing to remember it might you, look i'm not i can't walk you through the whole thing shall i shall i try now yeah shame got city slash review review i think it's review it's taken me straight to itunes.apple.com <gasps> slash podcast there is don't slash ID one two two seven nine three five one seven one. So it turns out shame.city slash review is the place to be. If you go from an iOS device, it'll take you straight over to the reviews page. If you're not on that hype, say Bixby's your uh, your man for the job, then just give it a goog. That's a shame podcast. Head to iTunes or wherever, but mainly iTunes. Drop us the five stars that you you know this show deserves and um, we'll appreciate it in a big way. We read them out every couple of weeks when they're updated. Because here's the thing, there are so many different stores, iTunes stores, 150-something of them, one per country, not quite. So I can't be expected to just log into each one, can I? So I have to wait until it emails me, which is only like every month. But read out they shall be appreciated even more. Isn't that right? It's it's entirely correct, and it gives us a little a little glow. Oh, it, it does. It's more than a glow. It's a full on. You know, I don't want to even say explosion anyway. of color. <laughs> color, yeah. Um, look, the last two things: shame.city slash mail. Get on the mailing list. There is, I can definitively state, a bonus episode coming out this month. That is at least that is one. true. That is a fact. That because I don't know when our Halloween specials. Should we drop that on Halloween? Definitely. Which is a Tuesday. So then we'll have a Tuesday and a Wednesday. So that's one bonus, but that's for everyone. There will also be a separate bonus for the mailing list only. Secret shame, that's called. If you want to get on the hype, it's very easy. We don't spam you. Shame.city slash mail is the (laughs) way to do that. Quite the opposite of spamming you. (laughs) last, last but not least, if you've ever walked past someone on the street whose posture is just, I don't know, they're pointing floorwards. Maybe they're kind of scuffing their feet along in that horrible sandy sound that people make when they don't lift their knees high enough. And they're just maybe dribbling a bit from the eyes. And you get a sense, a, a deep miasma of melancholy about them. Here's what you do. You run up to them gently, 
not with a fury in your mind. You grab them by the shoulders again, only consensually. You have to ask them first, Don't and you say, "Weinstein, your way into their lives." If you do, if if you do that in the name of this, <laughs> pr- get out now. Turn it off. Put it down. You will become Prison. the shape. Turn yourself we'll in. Put your face on that dog and may yeah. turn the hat into a dunce's hat. We'll change the name to "That's the Shame," <laughs> and each week we just shout your name for one hour. Don't want that, do you? It's like this is your life, but far angrier. <laughs> and and repetitive you take this person in a non-specific consensual way in in out of love born out of love and you say listen here's a way to cheer up every week wednesday as it is shame.city that's a shame podcast it's comedy in the loosest sense by some people you've never heard of uh they'll thank you for it in the long run i'm not saying we've saved lives in a way that we know about yet but we certainly haven't killed anyone we 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 sometimes walk down we've we've walked down canterbury high street just screaming about the show for all to hear and and the response has been uh no i'm not going to say positive i'm not going to to lie but what i will say is no one called the police and that's progress from some of our previous protests yeah previous advertising campaigns as well no one's in trouble it's just a way of of spreading the love so if you've got a friend who likes podcasts or or likes listening to words spoken aloud, just enjoys the basic fun that comes from vibrating your own ear canal, then send them our way. The more, the merrier. This has been episode 46. I think it's been been a great episode. You know at the start when you said, what an episode we've got for you? Are you saying I was right? I think you're right, yeah. Mm, Never question it again, anyone, okay? (laughs) I've been Isaac, you've been... I've been Declan. Yeah, we'll see you on Wednesday. See you then. Simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you
the bare necessities of life Wherever I wander Necessities of life will come to you. 